Right at this very moment, your past lives can be bleeding into this one, causing all kinds of repeated patterns, fears, heartbreaks, and difficulties. Why do I feel so stuck? Why do I keep experiencing the same thing over and over again? Excuse me, I can answer those questions. You can? Yep. And although past lives can really wreak havoc on your current life, Surprisingly, past life issues are actually easier to heal than you may realize. In this video, I'm going to help you understand exactly how your past lives affect this lifetime, and then I'm going to share six powerful but simple tips to help you spot and heal any problematic past life experience. When you heal past lives, you'll reach a sense of freedom like you've never felt before. Are you ready? Coming up. Hello, beautiful soul. This is Christina Lopes, the heart alchemist, here to help you open your heart, heal your past, and live with purpose. If you're new to my videos, click on that subscribe button and also on the bell so you get notified as soon as I publish new content. And don't forget to follow me over on Instagram where I share weekly tips that you're not gonna find here on YouTube. Now, before I continue on with this video, I wanted to leave a little side note, a little ding ding side note here, and that is that this is the second video in a two-part series that I'm doing on reincarnation and past lives. So if you haven't caught the first video, please pause this one and go check out the first video. I'm leaving a link to that video in the description box below, because if you don't watch that video first, you're gonna be a little confused with this one, all right? So I wanted to get that out of the way. This is the second video in a two-part series on past lives. Okay, on to part one of the video, and that is how past lives affect you. All right, so past lives, it's really cool to look at past lives in this way, and that is that when you look in the mirror, the person that you're seeing, the person that you're seeing right now uh, doing this video, the me, Christina, and the person that you see in the mirror yourself, we're all a culmination of everything we have been in the past. <laughs> it's really, really cool, but this you that's right here in present moment is the culmination of everything that's happened to you in past lives, both positively and negatively, all right? So, so we've, got to, we've got to remember that there's always two sides of the coin. Now, to go deeper into understanding how you are in this present moment, a culmination of everything that's ever happened to you, we have to go deeply into the energetics of reincarnation and into the energetics of past lives. In my previous video, I talked about the reincarnation loop, and if you remember that, there were six steps to that reincarnation loop. Here it is again, <laughs> just in case you forgot about it. But that reincarnation loop, there's one of the steps in that loop that I really wanna go deeper into, and the step was the death process. So during the death process, your soul disengages from your physical body, and when it disengages, it pulls with it all of the energetics that that, that biological system has. So it pulls, it pulls out your chakra system, your electromagnetic field, your aura, it pulls out all of the energy and it pulls out all of the information that your cells have acquired in that lifetime, okay? And so what happens is when your soul disengages from your physical body and takes all that information with it, that information then merges back into the soul, both the chakra system, your electromagnetic field, all of that information merges back into your soul and your soul goes back home and the physical body just dies because the physical body can't survive without being embedded by the soul, by the energetics of the soul. 
The way that I like to think about this is kind of like a computer. So if I take a hard drive, uh, if I take a, a, sorry, an external drive and I plug it into my, to my laptop and I take out all of the information out of the laptop, I put it on the hard drive and then I unplug it. My computer is now basically worthless because I've taken out all the software, all the programming, I've taken out all of the information that that computer held. And so now it's just basically a shell. <laughs> it looks like a computer, but it can't function without the programming. All right. And so it's the same thing during the death process. Your biological system can't function without the programming. If the soul takes out the programming. All right. So then what the soul does is when it's ready to come back and incarnate into another body, it then begins to program that that body again with the chakra system, with the electromagnetic field, with all of the energetics, with programming that it wants to instill in, in the body, both new programming and old programming. All right. And in astrology, this is a kind of a fun parallel in astrology. I don't know if you've studied astrology or if you know much about it, or if you even looked up your own astrological chart, but in astrology, there are two interesting concepts that play right here in what I'm talking about. And that is the South node, what's called the South node and the North node, <laughs> the North node and the South node are interesting parts of your, of your astrology chart. What they represent is the South node is my past. It's where I come from, what I've done, the skills that I've acquired. So you see, it's the programming that the soul takes out of the body in, during the death process. And then the North node is what's considered where I'm going in your astrological chart. The North node is where I'm going, my mission, where my soul wants me to walk. Okay. So that's the North node. That's a really important part of your astrology chart. And so here in the North node and South node in astrology, you can kind of see what your soul is doing. It takes the programming out of a body. It returns back home. And then when it's ready to come back, it imbues a new body with old programming your South node, but also with new programming, your North node. Remember, I talked about this in the past video too, but you have to remember that your soul is always striking a fine balance between old programming and new programming because your soul is constantly wanting to learn new things. So it's not going to inundate you just with old programming and not a lot of new programming, because then it would mean you'd just come back into this lifetime and you'd keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, and you wouldn't experience anything new. And the soul doesn't like that. So the soul is always striking a fine balance between imbuing and encoding in you some past experiences that you've been through that are important for you to have embedded in you for this lifetime. But also the soul has programming in you constantly seeking you to go out and, and, and learn more experiences and live new things. Now, when the soul programs your new body in this lifetime, when the soul programs it with new and old programs, there's, there's usually not a lot of problems when it comes to the North node or where you're going, because those are all new programs. You've never had them before. So there really aren't any issues there. The issues that really affect our current life have to do with the old programming that your soul embeds in you. Okay. That's when we can, that's when we can really, really face some challenges in life because that old programming contains both positive and negative things. <laughs> okay. 
and contains positive things. There are a couple of things that the old programming contains so that you know from here on in. Your old programming, your soul programs you with two things that are part of your old programming. One is your gifts and talents. So this is the positive side of it. <laughs> so your soul will literally grab all of your gifts and talents, or at least the most important ones that, that the soul wants to see expressed in this lifetime. They'll grab those gifts and talents that you've acquired over eons of experience. Remember, conservatively, let's say you've been here hundreds of lifetimes. So you've learned a lot of things. You've gained a lot of wisdom. You know, you have a lot of gifts and talents and the soul will imbue that in you into this lifetime so that you can continue using them and making them even better and even more complex and even more wonderful. So that's one thing that the soul imbues you with coming from the past. Again, that's not a problem. So the, so the gifts and the talents, they don't present a lot of issues to us because they're usually fun when we start to discover our old gifts and our old talents. But another thing, the second thing that the soul imbues you with is unhealed pain and trauma. <laughs> and this is the ding ding right here. This is usually what affects people negatively the most about past lives is this programming that the soul imbues in you of unresolved past, uh, past life trauma and pain. Now you may be asking yourself, why the heck would my soul imbue me with pain and trauma? This makes no sense. <laughs> well, it does make sense if you understand the, the nature of the soul. The soul realizes, the soul is this incredible, enormous evolutionary force. It's constantly seeking its own evolution. It's constantly expanding. It's constantly moving forward. But the soul realizes that it can only ascend as high as it can drop dead weight. Okay. I've talked about this before in my videos, your soul can only go as high as it drops weight. And so what happens is your soul will purposely, purposely imbue you with unhealed trauma and pain that you bring from past lives. Notice I'm not saying trauma and pain. I'm saying unhealed ding, ding. <laughs> unhealed trauma and pain. And the reason the soul does that is because this pain was left unresolved from past lives. And so it's got to be resolved in this lifetime. All right. It's got to be resolved in another lifetime. It was left undone in the past. And so the soul will say, okay, I've got this stuff that, you know, I left before all this stuff was resolved. I left with all this unresolved with all these unresolved issues. And now I'm going to imbue the new body with these templates so that your lower self, your body, mind, and your energetic system down here, they can have the opportunity to heal this on the spot. This unresolved pain and unresolved trauma, this is called past life imprints. Okay. They're called past life imprints. And these really, really affect you. In fact, the majority of people who do past life work, they're doing it because all of this stuff, this unhealed stuff is come is bleeding into their current lifetime and they just don't know how to heal it. So that's usually where people will find issues with past lives. It's not the positive things that affect you, right? The positive things don't bother you at all. It's the unhealed stuff that's called past life imprints. And I'm going to keep calling it past life imprints from here on in 
They're called past life imprints. And those are the things that can really cause problems in your current life until ding, ding, until you wake up to that, do the healing work and heal them. All right. Now, one of the reasons that past life imprints cause uh, problems in your current life is because they really bring up fear. Ding, ding, ding. Okay. The key emotion that's brought up through past life imprints is fear. There's some other emotions, but one of the driving emotions that really kind of become destructive in your life, having to do with past life imprints is the emotion fear. And I'm going to give you an example. I'm gonna, I, I can give you tons of examples because I've worked with hundreds of clients and I've healed my own past life imprints but I've done a lot of regression work with clients. And so I'm going to, I'm going to bring in some stories from myself and from the people that I've been working with to kind of illustrate some points here. One of them is the fear. So here's a common story that I see with many, many light workers that I work with, with many clients and that was happening in my own life that I had to heal too. So light workers, we've been down here very time, very, very many times before, and we come down here to help the planet heal. We have a, a kind of a service mission to the planet. We want to come down here and help people and help the planet evolve. But light workers in past lives, when we tried to come into our power, when we tried to express our gifts, when we tried to do our, our life of service, we were met with a lot of resistance and sometimes the light workers life ended very tragically when they tried to express their gifts. And so you can think of things like witches being burned at the stake or stoned or pillaged, all of these things happening, but the, the, the burning of witches, I'm going to say that in air quotes, the burning of witches or the inquisition. These are very common themes that happen to light workers. When they came into their power, they were ostracized very frequently by their community and they were, they died horrible deaths. And so this is a really common pattern with a lot of light workers. And I see it with clients and it happened to me too. That means that when you come into this lifetime, a lot of clients that seek me out, they know that they have gifts and talents to help others, but they are scared shitless to actually do that work. It's almost like they come to me and they say, there's something blocking me. I don't know what it is. I know that I want to help people and I know that I have a mission of service, but then when, when it's about time for me to take the step, when it's time for me to show myself, when it's time for me to start a YouTube channel, when it's time for me to start coaching, when it's time for me to start helping others heal, I feel blocked. Okay. Why do I feel blocked? And the reason that they feel blocked is because fear is coming up because they have a past life imprint that tells them that when they stepped in their power in the past, they were burned to death or they were stoned to death or horrible things happened to them. And so they carry that past life imprint in them and that past life imprint creates fear. So when they get, try and get in front of a camera to start a YouTube channel and to start helping people, sometimes in the ways that I'm helping people, they start to feel that fear and they don't know where it's coming from. It's coming from past life imprints. Okay. So here's one example of many of how those past life imprints can really affect your life in present moment. Okay. So now that you know a little bit about the energetics of how you inherit past life imprints and why your soul programs them uh, in your life and how they affect you a little bit. Now we're going to go into understanding how, you know, we have to answer this question because this is important. How do I know I'm experiencing a past life imprint? <laughs> That's a ding ding question, right? Like how do I know? Okay. Now I know that past life affect me, but how do I know I'm experiencing 
experiencing a past life imprint right now. And so that's, we're going to answer this now. There are three main ways for you to detect whether what you're going through right now is being caused by a past life imprint. All right. So three ways. The first way is repetitiveness. Okay. So we see this a lot. So this is usually clients will reach me and they'll say, I don't understand. I keep going through the same relationship over and over again with different people, but the same patterns over and over again. And I don't understand why, or they'll say the opposite. They'll say, I don't understand. I just keep experiencing alone. I'm just alone all the time. I can't attract a relationship. Nobody wants to have a relationship with me. Okay. So repetitiveness. All right. But it doesn't just have to be in relationships. It could be in anything in your life. When you start to see repeating patterns in your life, same story over and over again, maybe it's with your career. Maybe you get a job and things don't work out and you have issues at the job and then you quit and you go somewhere else. Guess what's happened. You go to the new job and what ding, ding, you start experiencing the same issues again, different job, same repetition. And so the repetitiveness of certain things happening in your life, pay attention because when you detect repeating patterns in your life, this is one sign of a past life imprint playing out in your life. Okay. Now of these three, uh, of these three, uh, these three characteristics that I'm going to talk to you about, you don't have to experience all three of them in order to have a past life imprint. You can just ex uh, experience one of them. Okay. So the first one is repetitiveness. Pay attention to that. So when it comes to repetitiveness, people will usually say to me, you know, I don't understand why my soul is doing that or why the universe is doing that. Why does the universe keep triggering the same thing to come into my life over and over again? It seems like torture <laughs> or masochism. <laughs> but it's not, it's really not the reason that your soul is doing that. The reason that the universe is doing that, the reason that life is doing that is because you have that past life imprint stuck in your energy system and your soul keeps trying to get your attention to heal it. Okay. And one of the ways to heal it is what to trigger it. All right. I've talked about this in so many of my videos that, that I've used the mantra and I'll leave it here in case you've never heard me say this before, but I'll leave it here. I say to my clients all the time, triggers are your best friends. Ding, ding. This is, this is one of the most amazing mantras you can ever work with in your life. Triggers are my best friend. <laughs> and the reason the triggers are my best friend is because if I have a past life imprint here and I can't see it, blessed is the day that an experience comes in and pokes that wound. Because then when it's poked, I go, ow, that hurt but then at least I know I have a wound. And when I know I have a wound, I can what I can pay attention to it and I can heal it once and for all. Okay. So although this repetitiveness seems like it's really torturous and causes a lot of suffering, it only does that until you wake up, realize that it's a past life imprint and then move to healing it. The second characteristic is emotional intensity. Whoa. <laughs> This one is probably of all three signs. This one is probably the biggest telltale sign of a past life imprint. All right. Emotional intensity. What that means is that when you, when that past life imprint is triggered, you will have an intense, intense, irrational, disproportionate emotional response to, to that trigger, meaning that something pretty small can happen in your outside environment. But if that small thing triggers you, 
you will have an enormous emotional reaction that's totally disproportionate to the event that just took place, okay? And this emotional intensity can be so big that it really, really wreaks havoc on your life because it, it constrains you from behaving in certain ways. It constrains you from action. It makes you do certain things that you wouldn't do otherwise. And so this, this emotional intensity is really, really one of the key things that affect people the most when it has to do to pa with past life imprints. And I'll give you an example of what an emotional intensity looks like when pertaining to past life imprints. So my brother is, has a past life imprint of, uh, being afraid of flying because of a, he died in a plane crash in a previous lifetime. And so this has been a difficult uh, past life imprint to work. And what's interesting is that my brother, when I was in undergrad, he was still really affected by this past life imprint. When I was an undergrad before my spiritual awakening, before all this started, I was an undergrad in California. Uh, I did undergrad in California and my brother, when I graduated, I was like, yeah, everybody come to my graduation. My brother couldn't come because my brother was absolutely in panic mode, just thinking about flying from Portugal all the way to the West coast in the United States. <laughs> it was freaking him out. He couldn't do it. It was just, so he didn't come to my graduation. And so you see how this really affects people's lives. The emotional intensity of just thinking about getting on a plane at that moment, this was years ago, just thinking about getting on a plane brought him into a state of panic and he didn't get on the plane, you see? So these past life imprints, they cause such an emotionally intense reaction that it really constrains your life and it keeps you from doing things that you would do otherwise. The third characteristic that you're, that you're being affected by a past life imprint is, uh, that uh, things are inexplicable. <laughs> okay. So this is really frequent. Also, this happens to a lot of people. So people will come to me and they'll say, um, you know, I'm so scared of this. Like I am, uh, whatever it is, some kind of phobia, you know, like my brother, let's take, take that for, as an example, my brother. And, the, and a lot of people have this afraid of flying, deathly afraid of flying will only get on a plane uh, by popping some pills or something. Like a lot of people have this fear. Actually, it's not just my brother. But so this fear, there is no history in my brother's life that could explain this fear because he's never had a bad flight. He's never had an emergency in the air. He's never had anything that would traumatize him around the idea of flying. Nothing has ever happened to him. So this inexplicable, irrational fear does not come from this lifetime because he didn't experience anything that would have caused that fear. Okay. So this is really common. So if you have a fear around something that has no explanation in this lifetime, like nothing has ever happened to you for you to be afraid of doing this or, or being that, then right away, the fact that it's inexplicable and irrational is pointing you to a past life imprint that although doesn't make sense in this lifetime, because maybe, you know, like my brother hasn't had any issues on, on planes in this lifetime, but the imprint is there informing him that this happened to him in the past and it's still causing problems. Okay. So inexplicable things that you're afraid of, um, are also a sign of a past life imprint working in your life. Okay. On to the second part of the video. And that is how do I heal past lives? Oh, this is a crucial one. Okay. So now that you know how past lives affect you, the energetics around it, what your soul's doing, why your soul brings all these imprints in. And now that you know how to spot them, now let's get to the key. 
how do you heal them? <laughs> okay, so I'm going to share with you six powerful tips to help you heal past life trauma once and for all. Once you're able to do this, man, let me tell you, this is a life changer. This is a life changer for myself, my clients, and it's a life changer now. It's gonna be a life changer in your life too. First tip is awareness, yay! <laughs> awareness, 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 all right? This is the first tip because it's the most obvious one, but sometimes not so obvious, right? When you become aware that you have a past life imprint, you have already healed the majority of it. <laughs> so I usually tell people, I use this statistic, I'll use it again. I usually, I usually tell people that when it comes to healing work, 80% of the healing work has to do with you just becoming consciously aware of the wound in the first place, all right? That's a lot. That is a lot, okay? Conscious awareness, the reason that conscious awareness is so powerful is because conscious awareness has light imbued in it already. So you can think of it like a flashlight. When I point a flashlight at something, that thing is going to be illuminated, right? I point a flashlight, boom, that's gonna be illuminated. It's the same thing with your conscious awareness, all right? Conscious awareness is just like a flashlight. When I illuminate a past life wound, I can see it clearly. The moment that I begin to see it and focus on it, I send light to it. The moment that I begin to send light to it, the past life imprint starts to disintegrate just by the power of my awareness, all right? So that's the first one. So you're already doing that, so that's good, okay? So when you spot your past life imprints, boom, you've already done a significant amount of work to heal them. Tip number two is regression work, all right? So this is some of my favorite ways of, this is probably my favorite way of, of healing past life imprints. Regression work really means uh, past life regressions. What past life regressions are is when I'm able to access a specific memory in a past life, when I'm able to access it, usually through either a hypnosis or an altered state of consciousness, a trance meditation, something like that, okay? So I'm in an altered state of consciousness, and in that altered state of consciousness, I'm able to access exact memories of things that have happened to me, and, and that's called regression work, okay? The reason regression work is so powerful, that maybe it, it's maybe more powerful than the other tips, and the reason that it is, is because regression work is very precise, okay? It's very precise and it's very powerful. It means that I can access exactly what's causing my problem right now. I can access that memory and once I access that memory, the precision of it means that it can heal so quickly, all right? So there, there are two things that really make uh, regression work very, very powerful. It's the precision of it and the speed of it, okay? So usually I've had so many clients where I've just done one regression session with them and the past life imprint is gone, <laughs> literally. Sometimes it's harder. So sometimes, you know, like, like for my brother, he's still struggling a little bit with that past life imprint of flying. So for some people, the past life imprints, even when they do a regression session can take a little longer. It's different for any, for everyone, but I've worked with many, many clients and on myself also, where a lot of my life, uh, past life imprints and of those of my clients, they were healed by just accessing them once in one session, one regression session. Okay. 
So that's why this is probably the the strongest tip when it comes to healing past lives is because it's precise in exactly the memories you, you can uh, sense and you can feel, and it's very fast in the way that it heals. Okay. So regression work comes in two ways. All right. So regression, you can do it in two ways. You can do what's called auto regression. So that's what happened to me. I've, I've had regressions done on me by other coaches, but the, the majority of the work that I did on myself in healing my own past lives was actually done in auto regression. Meaning when I started to go through my spiritual awakening, I started to spontaneously go into past life regression when I was in deep meditation. This would happen to me so many times. And that's how I did a lot of my healing work initially. Okay. So auto regression is one of the ways for you to do regression work. You don't need to have a therapist or a coach regressing you. You can do it yourself. It's not as easy, but it could definitely be done. Auto regression has the same benefits. Meaning if I'm sitting in meditation and I'm in deep meditation, I'm in deep trance meditation. And then boom, I remember something that happened to me. It has the same effect that if then if someone else is doing the regression with me, because again, the same principles apply. I'm precisely accessing a memory and I'm healing it with a lot of energy very quickly. Okay. So, so auto regression is one way to do regression work. The second way is having a guided regression. All right. So this is when someone else, a healer, a coach, uh, a, a hypnotherapist can bring and induce a, a regression on you. Okay. And so you're guided through the regression. This is easier, right? This is easier because all you have to do is you just have to relax, quiet your mind and listen to what the coach is doing. Okay. So these are two ways in which you can work uh, with regression, they're both very powerful and they have their pros and cons, each one of them. I want to leave a little side note, ding, ding. <laughs> I want to leave a little side note when it comes to this tip of regression work, because I see this a lot. I've had to work through this with my clients and I, I see this question asked a lot. Okay. So regression work, yes, is very powerful. I just said it's one of the most powerful tips that I'm sharing with you today. But regression work sometimes can be blocked by the ego. <laughs> okay. So I've had, I've, I have a pretty high success rate with clients, but I've had clients that were really difficult to regress, really difficult. And the reason is because the ego presents difficulties. All right. If you are not in a surrendered state, if you're not open to being regressed, if you're not open to being guided, if you're scared of what you're going to see, your ego will start to grip. And if your ego starts to grip, it will not let you go into that relaxed mind frame. That's, that's necessary for you to go into a, a more easily into a regression. Okay. Now I want to address that. Okay. Because why would your ego freak out and start, uh, you know, rejecting or start resisting the regression work? Why would your ego do that? And the reason that the ego does that is because it's afraid. All right. So the ego is afraid that you're going to see something you're not ready to see or handle. Okay. So I want to address that. That is absolutely false, beautiful soul. Okay. So if you ever read anywhere that you have to be careful with regression work, because otherwise you may access things you're not ready to see and you may get re-traumatized. Okay. I've heard this many places. If you hear this type of fear-based consciousness, uh, thought process, this is false. This is not true at all. And I've done hundreds of regressions. I've worked with hundreds of clients. This is not true at all. Okay. Here is the ding ding. You really have to start trusting the higher wisdom of your soul, the universe, God, 
all this vast intelligence, this vast intelligence would never do anything to harm you. Okay. So here's the truth about that. Even though your ego's freaking out, the truth is that your soul will only show you what you are ready to see and heal. It will never show you anything that you're not ready for. Okay. And I'll give you an example of my own life to show you this, what happened to me to show you how, just how guided we are and how our souls are just so intelligent beyond our understanding. All right. When I started doing auto regression work, I think I've shared this story before, but I'm going to share it again, just to make the point. When I started to do regression work, I had some really problematic lifetimes that I had to deal with and I had to heal. Well, I did one, I remember doing one uh, specific regression that was really powerful. I was just spontaneous. I was sitting in regression and I started to see a piece of a lifetime that I knew was really painful because I could feel the pain on my body. So I knew that something bad had happened to me but my soul only let me see a specific piece of that memory. And then the whole thing went black. I stopped seeing the scene. It just, the whole regression fell. And I remember asking my guides at the moment, what, what's going on? I didn't see the rest. I, I can't, I don't know what happened. What are you guys doing? Why did it go black? I can't see anything. And I, it took me a while to understand this, but I processed at the moment what I was ready to process. So I saw a little bit of that memory. I processed, I healed it. And then I moved on. And this was about six months later, ding, ding, six months later, I'm sitting in meditation. I'm doing my trance meditation. I'm sitting there and boom, the rest of the memory came online. And it was indeed very difficult for me to process. And I got it right when I finished that regression and I finished doing the healing, I understood why my soul had blackened the rest of that, of that regression. It's because six months before I wasn't ready to process that memory, but I was ready to process it when my soul decided to show me it. Okay. So this is a great example of how you will never be shown anything you are not ready to heal and process. Okay. So I'm leaving this as a side note to reassure you. If you do decide to do regression work, breathe, surrender, it's very powerful work, but this ego has to quiet down to do it. Okay. I want to leave a little bit added instructions on the, you know, now that I've shared with you this little side note that you could do regression work without being afraid. I want to leave a little side note here on how to go deeper into auto regression. Cause people ask me that all the time. They're like, what do you mean you did it yourself? I I've been trying to access past life memories and I can't do it by myself. So, so yes, it's true that auto regression is not as easy as being guided by someone else. Okay. So if you're ready to do this kind of regression work, seek out someone to do it with you, if you feel comfortable. But if you feel like you have a calling to do auto regression, to do it on yourself, then there are ways of doing that. You need to be calm. You need to, to be in a state of meditation, but you can look up a lot of, um, you know, meditation tracks. You can look up hypnosis meditation tracks. You can look up tracks that induce, you can even go on YouTube and I bet there are, you know, auto regression tracks that'll help you come into a good state of mind to help you go into the memories you need to go into. And then what I usually do is I just set an intention, you know, may I see what I'm ready to see? May I heal what I'm ready to heal? And so when you put that intention out there and then you start to go into that track and you start to listen to it, you may be able to start accessing past life memories yourself. Okay. Again, you can practice, practice on your own first. And then if it doesn't work and you still want to do regression work, then, then go find someone to do, uh, to do this regression work with you. Okay. Speaking of intention, the third tip is really that the third tip is intention. All right. 
Intention is super, super powerful. I talk about this a lot. The power of your intention is incredible. When you intend something, beautiful soul, it starts to happen. So when you say, I intend to heal my past life memories, all that energy starts to move. Mountains will start to move to help you do exactly that. Okay. So the power of intention is enormous. You could write down a mantra. Like I just said to you, you can say it's my intention to heal any past life memories that I need to heal. Or before you sit and doing and doing an auto regression meditation, you could say it's my intention to access uh, past life memories right now in this meditation session. You can do this in any way that you want, but just remember that your conscious intention, especially if spoken out loud, not just in your mind, if you speak it out loud and you say to your guides and to your soul, I am ready. It's my intention to work with these past life imprints and heal them. That starts to move a lot of energy. Okay. So never forget the power of your conscious intention. A lot of times people really downplay the, 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 the power of intention, but I wanted to leave this here just to really show you just how powerful intention is. Intention is really what helps you heal. Okay. Because the truth of it is you heal yourself not anyone else. <laughs> and so sometimes I, I work with clients and I talk to them about this all the time because sometimes clients come to work with me and they think I'm healing them. Nope, not happening, not happening. What a good healer does is a good healer shows you and helps facilitate for you your ability to heal yourself. You heal thyself. <laughs> okay. And one of the most powerful ways in which you do that is you set that power of intention. I intend to heal myself. <laughs> you see how powerful those words are. I intend to heal myself. <laughs> So when you, when you have this strong intention, you could be working with the coach and with the healer, but never forget, it's not that coach and that healer that's healing you. It's that coach. If they're good, that coach is inducing in you your own power to heal yourself. That's what all the great masters of the world have done. All right. So, so remember this intend to heal and it'll start the process right away. Tip number four is meditation and mindfulness. I feel like a broken record on this one because meditation and mindfulness is pretty much the answer to everything. But, but specifically when it comes to doing past life regression work and past life imprint work for me to heal my past life imprints, it's really important for my conscious mind, for the ego to quiet down because past life imprints are more readily healed when I am in a brain wave or brain state called the theta brain wave. Okay. When I'm in theta brain wave, theta brain wave is a brain wave of deep insight, of deep relaxation, of deep meditation. It's not a brain wave that I use every day in everyday life. We're usually in everyday life. We're in what's called beta brain waves. Okay. And that's the brain wave of activity of everyday, you know, everyday things. Okay. So sometimes it's not easy for us to access these, these, uh, deeper brain waves like theta, even gamma is another one, but that's not, that's not for this video. Theta is really important for this video because that's the brain wave of deep insight, the brain wave of hypnosis, the deep brain wave of going within the deep brain wave of accessing memory, ding, ding. <laughs> okay. So this brain wave is of utmost importance when working with past life imprints, when trying to access them and heal them. 
And so you have to cultivate this theta brainwave. You can't just wake up one day. If you haven't meditated at all a single day in your life, you can't just wake up and say, yeah, I'm going to induce theta <laughs> because it takes practice, especially if you're not trained in it. So start meditating every day, establish a meditation and a mindfulness practice. The more that you can do this, you'll realize that you can actually go into auto regression very easily if you practice theta. And so it wasn't a coincidence that I think I started to do, it's hard sometimes for me to remember exact dates since my spiritual awakening, but I'm pretty sure that I started to access past life memories about almost a year into my spiritual awakening. Let, let's say it was almost a year, maybe 10 months into my spiritual awakening is when I started to work with these past life memories more readily. Why? Why? Why did it take so many months for me to start working with, with past life memories? Why did it take so many months for me to go into auto regression faster? Ding, ding. Guess what I was doing from the first day of my spiritual awakening. I was meditating. I meditated for hours and hours in that first year of my spiritual awakening and throughout my spiritual awakening, but especially in those first years of my spiritual awakening, I meditated so much and that prepared my brain. It trained my brain to go into these theta waves and that allowed me to access past life imprints more readily, more quickly and heal them. Okay. So please, I'm going to reemphasize again, meditation, meditation, meditation. Or if you say, I don't really want to do meditation. Meditation is not for everybody. Uh, I don't know if I agree with that or not, <laughs> but if you want to do other activities that quiet your brain down, by all means do other activities, but meditation is the easiest one I can think of. It trains your brain into those deeper states of, of consciousness. The more you can access that theta brainwave, the easier it is to, to access past life imprints and to heal them. Okay. So meditation and mindfulness were crucial in my path and they're crucial in the path of my clients too. So it's something that I recommend with clients when I'm doing regression work and past life, um, work with them, meditation and mindfulness. All right. Tip number five is body work. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Body work, body work is so important. And the reason that body work is important is because remember at the beginning of the video, I was talking about how your soul, when it, when the death process comes, your soul pulls all the information out of your body, your body dies. And then when it comes into a new body, it imbues that new body with all of the programs. So guess what? Your body, your physical body is imbued with all of these past life imprints. It's in your body. They are in your body. And so the more that you work with the body, the faster you can heal those past life imprints. A really important side note here with body work is that you have to remember that we don't generally in our normal state of consciousness, we don't have access to our chakras. Like, you know, regular people don't walk around looking at their chakras. They can't see them, right? It's a part that's kind of beyond our five senses. And this is where the body comes in as a really important tool because you can feel your body for sure. <laughs> that's one thing you can feel. And so what the body does is the body works with the chakra system and it works to show you precisely where a past life imprint can be located and what chakra. So for example, let's say you're doing, uh, you're doing a regression work or you're doing past life imprint work and you start to see a memory come up. Uh, this happens to many of my clients. I'm doing a regression with them. They start to see a bunch of memories. They're describing the memories. And then they'll say to me, I feel it in my chest. 
As soon as they say that, this is just an example. I feel it in my chest. Where's the past, where's the past life imprint? It's in the heart chakra, ding, ding. And so then we could do more precise work in the heart chakra to break out that, that past life imprint more readily. You see how the body's so beautiful. It's communicating to you where the past life imprints could be located on the chakra system. So when you start to do body work, you start to free up the, those past life imprints. You start to listen to what the body is saying, where the past life imprint is located, and then you can work with that even more deeply. And by body work, I mean massage. It could be exercise. It could be any kind of body work having to do with the first chakra. I talk about this a lot in my videos, moving your body, dancing, dancing to drums, rhythmic dancing, boom, 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 dancing to drumming, to shamanic drumming, moving your body, listening to your body, talking to your body, sitting in meditation and saying to your body, where is this past life imprint? Where do I feel it? Starting to communicate with the body. This is all body work. Okay. The more that you can work with your body and understand what it's saying to you, the ease, the more easily you can, uh, you can heal any past life imprint. One particular practice that I love using to induce healing in the body. Uh, I don't talk about this a lot in my videos, so this is probably the first time I've ever mentioned this, but I like to use singing bowls. <laughs> singing bowls, Tibetan singing bowls as body work. It's incredible. So sometimes what I'll do with clients, especially if they're on retreat with me, cause you know, when they're on retreat, they're what they're present with me. So it's not like me doing my coaching, um, you know, via computer. So when they're present, a lot of times I use my bowls with clients and what I'm doing is I put a Tibetan singing bowl on top of them. They're lying down. I put a Tibetan bowl. Let's say we're working on the heart chakra. I put a Tibetan bowl on their chest and then I strike it. And the whole thing vibrates their body, vibrates their heart chakra. So this singing bowl therapy is really, really powerful with when working with, with past life imprints. So if you want to get yourself a Tibetan singing bowl, get yourself a Tibetan singing bowl. If you already have one at home, just lie down when you're doing your regression work and start putting your, the, the bowl on your different chakras and then hitting the bowl and just feeling the vibration throughout your whole body. Okay. So Tibetan singing bowls are very effective in getting vibration moving in your body. The more that body vibrates, the more it's able to release and heal past life imprints. Tip number six is bring it to the heart. <laughs> this is one of my favorite tips because I love the heart so much. <laughs> so bring it to the heart. This is really the culmination of everything. You must bring the energy to the heart because your heart is your healer. Your heart is the healer portal. Your heart is the great transmuter. Your heart's like an incinerator that just burns everything that needs to be burned. Your heart is the portal of love and love heals everything. So when I'm doing regression with clients, one of the things that I do during the regression is I will never leave a memory. I'll never leave a past life memory until I ask the client to shoot their heart light into the memory. This is one of the common things I do when I'm guiding people. So I'll just say, okay, before we leave this memory, explode your heart chakra light out. And that's what they do. They explode it. They imbue the whole memory with love. 
and then when they come out of the memory, sometimes people say they forget it completely. They just completely erases. Why? Because you've just exploded your heart light into that memory. It's been transmuted. And when a memory has been transmuted, it becomes useless to you. So a lot of times you just forget it. So the whole imprint just falls by just doing this. Okay. So bring the healing to your heart. This means that for example, let's give a practical example. Let's, let's say you're doing an auto regression. You're doing work with yourself. You're not working with anybody. And let's say you're sitting in meditation and you start to have, let's use the chest pain issue. Let's say you're accessing a past life memory and it's causing a lot of pain in your chest. You can't breathe. You're having difficulties breathing. So what you do is you just turn your heart light on. You just imagine this big, beautiful heart light. You just turn it on and you let it expand. And you can even add words if you want to. You can just say, my heart heals this. My heart heals this. If you feel pain in a hip or in your stomach, same thing. You send heart light, you activate your heart light and you send it down to your stomach or you send it down to your hip and you heal there. Okay. So always finish the past life imprint healing with heart energy. If you do that, it's going to heal once and for all. And you're not going to have any more problems with, with, uh, with any past life imprints. Okay. Beautiful soul. We are done with the tips. Now I want to hear from you. Which one of these tips that I shared in this video, are you going to implement first? Let me know in the comments below. Click here to subscribe to my channel or head over to my website where you can download my brand new guided meditations. They're really powerful and check out over here. This is video one of this reincarnation and past life series. You're going to want to check that one out too, if you haven't seen it. All right, beautiful soul. That's it for past lives. I am out.